Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And today we're going to be talking about some new movie and TV news. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to warm up with our question of the day, which is... Which current TV show would you like to have a major event revealed on the big screen? So, Ken, Ken actually thought of this question, and it's basically like, you know, uh, what major show out there? It's, you're not going to have a filler episode on in the movie theater. You're actually going to have some like a mid-season finale or finale. So, Ken's basically asking what current show would you do it um and since you thought of the question ken i'll let you go first all right so um i'm gonna start my answer off with a little bit of a caveat because the show actually hasn't debuted yet technically oh whoa. yeah and this is under the impression that the show actually turns out to be really good jeremy you know that i'm a huge game of thrones fan mm. um you know what and i think I don't think I got around to, I don't even know if they did or I, I, I don't know if I'm confusing this or if I have a little bit of haziness with my memory because I'm starting to get up there in age. But I don't remember having Game of Thrones coming out with a, even though they had like those big blocks, blockbuster, controversial, rushed uh, final season <laughs> <laughs> episodes where they were trying to go for the huge... Uh, blockbuster thing and i know a lot of uh game of thrones fans have a lot of ps uh, ptsd when it comes to that sort of thing but i feel like if given the proper time and everything where they can uh have a normal 10 episode season of house of the dragon if it's well written and they do the proper setup in those first eight episodes maybe they can have a full featured two-hour event where they splice together uncut episodes nine and ten uh and do a huge like finale of season one of house of the dragon and because i feel like um and you've watched four four and a half uh four and a half seasons of game of thrones right yeah four yeah four and a half kind of you you've started season five. I think you're like halfway through season five. I think yeah, a few episodes into season five. I don't I yeah. forgot how many episodes. So yeah, but for the first four ep, uh, seasons, and, and I remember very vividly, I think episode nine, which happened to be the penultimate episode of each season, happened to be the episode where they mm. would have some crazy thing happen. You're like, what the heck? And uh, spoilers for Game of Thrones. You had Ned Stark getting his head chopped off. You had the Red Wedding. You mm -hmm. had the Battle of Blackwater. And then you had the Battle on the Wall. Those, not, not in necessarily that order, but those were epic episode nines in the first four seasons of Game of Thrones. And I feel like if House of the Dragon has that same, I don't know, story arc where they can have an epic episode nine and then just kind of lead into like, you know, you know, usually that finale sets up the following season. I'm sure you can uh, edit it in a way where it will, I don't know, it'll make for a huge event if they can somehow do a, uh, what do you call it, season one finale on the big screen for House of the Dragon. 
plus that it's would, HBO. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I did notice that where it's like episode nine is like the finale for the season, and then ten is like the first half of the episode's like episode nine point five, and then the right? last half of it is setting up the next season. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and uh, I feel like they they can maybe do that in uh, maybe a little bit of a smaller scale in terms of like the setup for the following season. Uh, because, you know, generally speaking, that third act is where you get the whole, I don't know, like the excitement. And that's usually where you get the final confrontation of or the final like plot threads of that uh, of that season where, you know, you get some resolution going in that um, direction. But, yeah, for me, House of the Dragon, especially with an HBO budget um, and usually those story arcs, and we'll see if they adopt some of the same stuff from Game of Thrones. That definitely has to be my answer. All right. For me, I would probably, I, I don't, this is definitely not, never going to happen. Uh, but it's also an HBO show that I've been watching, The Time Traveler's Wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, they, they just actually aired their last episode of the season of season one. I'm really hoping for season two. There's only six episodes in season one. Whoa. I was surprised. I was like, but honestly, I was like, you know, I didn't mind it because it's, I think it's, I think it's that type of show. It's not like huge action or whatever. There's, it's all just like talking and character drama. So I felt like six episodes was enough. And each episode was like an hour long. But if they were to have a movie or, or like you said, like splice together some episodes, they definitely have built up enough. Like the, the finale, I thought was it's like, dang, this, uh, the reveals and some of the the stuff that was happening in the finale was like, oh, you, this is some, like, movie stuff that could happen. Um, but it's definitely setting up bigger reveals than mm. the reveals in the finale that just happened. Uh, so I'm hoping, or I would like to see, it would be cool to see those reveals, like, in season two. I don't think that, I don't think this show has the legs to... To go on for like five seasons, I think two at most three would be mm. perfect, uh, just for the type of show that it is. I'm ex- I'm really enjoying the show so far, but it would be pretty cool to have like two seasons and a movie type of thing. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I remember you mentioned it during our, I think it was our rush hour episode during our ritual. Uh, did you finish the the first season already? I did finish the first season. I was going to save it for our um, ritual, for our Buzz Lightyear episode, yeah. sneak preview for that. But um, <laughs> I was like, eh, I'll mention something else, because I felt like this was a good answer to, to your question of the day. Oh, nice. Yeah, what it, it's definitely a curveball, and I feel like usually when we do talk about, I guess, shows, we generally talk about, I guess, some of the more popcorny type movies or TV shows, you know. Yeah, I yeah, think a little I kind of pop cultural. Yeah, I, I miss that kind of uh, smaller scale stories in movie theaters. Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. All right, so let's get into some of the movie news. And there was a bit of an interesting article that I read recently on Deadline, and it's something Kevin Feige was kind of talking about. They interviewed Kevin Feige recently, and he mentioned a lot of stuff, but. Things have gotten a little bit weird recently <laughs> in the Marvel Universe, especially in Doctor Strange, in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I have to get that right. And 
Uh, the news that I want to bring up was kind of like some of Kevin Feige's quotes. Basically, Marvel Studios, like, head boss, showrunner kind, kind of guy. Uh, so, what he said was, uh, as we're nearing the end of Phase 4, I think people will start to see where the next saga is going. Uh, I think there have been many clues already that are at least apparent to me of where this whole saga is going. But we'll be a little more direct about that in the coming months. So that's what Kevin Feige said. And I, I was like, oh, dang. Because you could kind of feel it with the movies recently where it's like they're kind of just happening. They're, they don't really tie in too much together, which I think the universe needs right now yeah. right now they kind of need to breathe from the infinity saga and can we've kind of we've been updated with the marvel slate or the upcoming marvel slate i want to ask you cuz he also mentions that you know things will start to be revealed pretty soon we we've been talking about reveals this whole day where do you think we're going to get a huge reveal? Which movie do you think we're going to start getting like huge reveals? My guess was going to be Doctor Strange, but apparently to Kevin Feige, that was just a taste. So where do you think in the upcoming slate, how, how soon or how far do you think we're going to get a reveal like Kevin Feige's saying? Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I, I read that Deadline article <laughs> and... Uh, um. Within that article, they hinted that we're going to get a lot more revealed next month in Thor Love and Thunder and in the D23, uh, I guess, announcements, you know, usually where they usually reveal like a whole slate of, I guess, movies and Disney Plus shows. Uh, But I feel like in addition to Thor, obviously, I'm going to take that at face value, but I, I want to give some love and not love and thunder, but I want to give some love to uh, Man and the Wasp, mm. the quant- Quantumania. Quantumania. I feel like we're going to get a lot of stuff there. And I, I don't know if it's just because we know that Kang the Conqueror's uh, going to be in that movie. And we got a, a taste of him. Yeah, pardon, I guess my English. Uh, <laughs> we, we got it. Like a, a little bit of a taste with that character in, I don't know, he seems like he's going to be a very nuanced character. Because I, I, I'm not, again, f- too familiar with King the Conqueror uh, or he who, rem- he who remains. Um, because, you know, I don't really follow the comics that closely. But from what I hear, just watching some YouTube videos and the reveal uh, of the of the finale of loki season 1 i feel like we're going to get a wow we're going to get a huge glimpse into how menacing of a character this guy really is in quantumania and i feel like it'll set up a lot of maybe where season uh, i'm sorry where phase 4 ends and heading into phase 5 ooh so, so quantumania is my answer that's a good answer because uh, I feel like Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, Ant-Man 2, that was, it was kind of like a eh, movie, you know, 
But then right. they were definitely setting up a lot, especially with the whole quantum realm stuff, mm-hmm. which was huge, obviously. Especially with Endgame. Yeah. So that's a that's a really good answer. My answer is actually going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 3 mm. because of how, I guess, in the first Guardians, there was so much talk about the, the stones. Uh, we actually finally got to get in contact with, was it the Power Stone? I think it was the Power yes, Stone. Yes, Power Stone, yeah. Uh, got get in contact with the Power Stone. Gamora is, like, really linked to Thanos. So I feel like we're going to also be... The Guardians being of, like, the galaxy and all that stuff. It's it's going to be... Uh, I think we're going to see some beings, certain aliens or whatever, uh, that are going to be, like, integral to the, the plot moving forward. I feel like it's going to be Guardians 3. At first, I was like, oh, it's just going to be one of those fun movies that we're going to have with the Guardians. But I feel like there's they're going to introduce some characters in there that are going to be basically the big bads moving forward kind of like how gamora was tied to thanos Mm. so that's how i kind of feel about it yeah i could see that just because uh again i want to say the fact that the guardians of the galaxy and thor and you know i guess because you know we're we're obviously going to see what happens with thor love and thunder uh next month but i want to say they just have like an inherent uh advantage for like big reveals because of the setting of each of those movies uh and the fact that they're linked together right now uh obviously guardians of the guardians of the galaxy will be in this next thor movie we'll see if thor will actually appear in guardians 3 uh we'll see but uh no i think you might be spot on because i feel like well in that was it volume 2 uh, post uh, w- w- one of five <laughs> post credit yeah. scenes, they had uh, what was it, Adam? Uh, what was what was the character's name? Shoot, I don't remember. Oh shoot, hold on, let me look that up. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, in one of the there was like so many stingers uh in volume two, Adam Warlock. They were they were hinting at Adam Warlock being. I guess created or I don't know. He was in this weird chamber looking thing mm-hmm. uh, from, I, I forget what those golden people lo- uh, were called. Yeah. I forgot what they were called too. For some reason, <laughs> when you said Adam, yeah, I thought Atum. Oh <laughs> yeah. And I was like, isn't that a DC character? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Adam. Adam Warlock. Yeah, yeah, Adam yeah. Warlock. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know too much of, uh, of Adam Warlock, but he seems like he's like this huge cosmic being that is uh, probably a potential big bad. I don't know. Yeah. And it, it just feels like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness opened up so much for mm-hmm. what we can do. But, uh,. My yeah, that's a, yours is a good guess. I feel like mine's a good guess as well. So, but those those are like movies that come out next year. I don't yeah. think we're gonna get anything too crazy this year. I don't think Love and Thunder is gonna do it. Mm. I feel like okay. I feel like the the timing of Kevin Feige saying, "Oh yeah, it could be as soon as the Thor: Love and Thunder." I feel like it's him hyping up the movie because <laughs> <laughs> it's the next one. You know, 
he's gonna like oh he might be in Thor Love and Thunder but you know that's just him promoting Thor Love and Thunder so. well we'll see how uh how menacing Gore the God Butcher is uh Christian Bale mm, do you think he's gonna survive real quick um I'm going to I think I think you asked me this before. I'm going to still stick with my original answer and say somehow he survives. Mm, okay. I think I I think we did talk about it. I I don't yeah. think he's I hope he survives, but I don't think he's going to survive. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Uh we'll see in a, in a few weeks. A few short weeks. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> uh well, for me, again, I am the TV guy and this week's TV topic, you know, a few weeks ago we touched upon Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes one through three and uh today you know we just happen to be recording this episode on wednesday june 22nd which happens to be when obi-wan kenobi episode six which happens to be the season one or series i don't know uh officially for now it's a series finale (laughs) for now Mm -hmm. uh of obi-wan kenobi and so Jeremy, we're going to talk about episodes four, five, and six. I'll kind of leave that discussion kind of open. So I guess for now, we'll go ahead and just issue the spoiler warning for those of you who haven't seen episodes four, five, and six just yet of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Go ahead and watch it now on Disney+. Plus. It uh, All the episodes are streaming there. And so uh, we will be talking uh, spoilers, heavy spoilers right now, especially for the finale, because it's still fresh in my brain, and I know it's still fresh in Jeremy's mm-hmm. brain. So, um, Jeremy, you know this is coming. This isn't necessarily my question, but since we are on the topic of 4, 5, and 6, uh, is there one thing that you want to highlight from either of those three episodes? Your uh, pick. All right. I was, uh, I've been talking you know, with our friend Cameron recently, we were talking about a lot of Star Wars, and I mentioned to him this Obi-Wan. He hasn't watched Obi-Wan yet, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. That surprises me. And um, I was saying to him, every time Darth Vader is on screen, he's a scene stealer every time. And But the dangerous thing about having Darth Vader in this show, in a TV show, is that there's going to be chances to get him wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you can either nerf him down, you can have him talk too much, because Darth Vader's one of those characters, um, which was kind of weird when you watch the prequels. It's like, man, you didn't expect Darth Vader to be like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I love how they kind of mesh those two characters together, because Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader were essentially two different people. Yep. And I love how Obi-Wan has now tied that together and yes. he, and basically like Darth Vader said <laughs> in the episode like Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like dude that's so good and I love like you can see the transition but it's also like um it it, it closed that gap between those two characters when you watch the movies now yeah, I, I'm really glad that uh, you did mention that because now you get the like that origin story of why uh, I guess even Owen in the what A New Hope talks about. Oh, uh, again, my, I don't know. I don't know if it's because uh, my brain is a little foggy right now, um, a little under the weather. But didn't he mention that? Oh, no, it was Obi-Wan. 
Sir Alec Guinness was talking about how he, um, what do you call it? Darth Vader killed Anakin. Mm. And now you get to see the whole origins of that, uh, of why he said it that way. Dude, I totally, for some reason, I forgot about that line. But yeah, he <laughs> says like, Darth Vader killed your father. It's like, oh, dang. Yeah, and I feel like uh, in the finale, especially, especially when he's like, goodbye, Darth. I was like, oh, Dude, he's yeah. not even calling him Anakin. He doesn't even recognize him, his friend anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think that that, that whole scene was so well mm. done. I mean, I in a way, when I was watching Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan now, it's just like, it still feels so sad. Yeah, it is. Like, when you, when you watch them, I don't, like, a part of me is like, I don't want Darth Vader to lose. I love Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he's so powerful and just watching him like um freaking take down the the grand inquisitor (laughs) (laughs) with the force and all that stuff was that episode five yeah episode five and i was like dude that's so sick and um but for him them to just be fighting it it gave me the episode three revenge of the sith vibes because it's like they're they're and it hit even harder now because He's fully Darth Vader, and it, it, it felt so sad. I was like, I don't want either of them to lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, since we're kind of on the topic of, I guess what when they were basically given their uh, latest lightsaber battle, when Obi Wan got his powers back and he, you know, he got a sense of like direction, you know, like his motivation and everything. Obviously. You know, he's looking out for young Luke and obviously young Leia throughout this show. Um, you get you get to see Obi-Wan with his powers back and you get to see more of the the Jedi battles, like but it's more of like a good and evil. Whereas, you know, in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, it was like two Jedi's, you know, obviously Anakin had just become Darth Vader but he was still Anakin you know you you get to see his face and everything but you get to see like Darth Vader like from that hallway scene in uh Rogue One versus uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi who like he just he's still well he's back to being like a powerful Jedi just for at least for this one battle and you're like oh my goodness you get to see some of the the iconic uh, moves that they kind of hinted at, you know, when they showed the training montage in episode five. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's so much emotion behind. I didn't think that we were going to get another fight between, between them two. I think I mentioned that, uh, in our last newsreel when we talked about it and I'm glad it happened and they did it right. Cause there, there was, I think a lot of people complained about <laughs> their fight, uh, from last three. time, like it's super yeah, yeah. slow, super clunky. I think they kind of did that. I well, they did that on purpose. I feel like it was on purpose because now we got to see them. Yeah, of course, Darth Vader is always going to be a little slow because he's Darth Vader now. <laughs> he's a robot, and he's a robot. Uh, I was like, dude, Darth, use your freaking force, man, against Obi Wan. Why are you holding back? Uh, but he started using it uh, later on in the fight. I was like, don't hold back. I feel like though the ending of this that scene is what gets Darth Vader kicked up another notch in terms of 
how evil he was where you get to see because like in the in the chronological timeline of this whole thing that hallway scene in rogue one happens after this yeah so you're basically or basically nine years after this i think the bby uh, don't quote me on that star wars geeks i'm just <laughs> casual i'm a casual i'm a casual uh but with this i, I want to say he was already hateful uh from revenge of the sith now him taking another l mm-hmm. i think this is where he gets him to like where this is where it gets to the point where he's like now fully darth vader that we do see in rogue one and the original trilogy i love how they also tie in so many easter eggs but explains that like you said uh when obi-wan was comparing oh darth vader killed your father and i also like how they explain the the huge scar on anakin's head you know when luke takes off darth vader's helmet and you see the huge scar but now we get to see this the story of that scar when so Obi-Wan like lunged all the way in front of him and basically cut off half of his helmet off. Yeah, dude. And I was like, and the way that they did it, where it's like uh, you can see Hayden Christensen's face, but then it's still like mixed with his own regular voice with the Darth Vader voice. The sound mixing was on point it was perfect the way they did uh like that cross between the original darth voice with like a distorted anik anakin hayden christensen voice i'm like oh my goodness this is heartbreaking menacing mm-hmm. and sad at the, at the same time yeah oh dude that scene when the, like you can because you can see anakin's face and the way he was talking like he's he still hates him there, there's that hatred behind every word mm-hmm. but then and it hits obi-wan so hard um and the way that the darth vader voice would go in and out mixed yeah. with the the anakin voice i was like dude it's it was like you said menacing terrifying but also heartbreaking to yeah. to hear that I was so waiting for that. I hate you. I, yeah, hate I was you. waiting for it. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Dude, that's so good. Real quick, I, I wanted to give some love to episode five as well. Uh, I just, uh, just real quick, I, I love the how Darth Vader saw right through Reva's like motivations uh, with her, you know, wanting revenge for her being a youngling obviously getting like stabbed uh at, during order 66 and how anakin like killed all of the the younglings the, the younglings <laughs> they, they mentioned it again though yeah. yeah they did mention it again I, I love how casual he was in just defeating reva i thought that was pretty crazy that and, and you get a quick glimpse of how powerful he was already then um and I was like, whoa, this is pretty nuts. Because it's rare that you get to see dueling red lightsabers going at each other. Yeah, yeah. I love when he takes her like dual lightsabers and breaks it in half and tosses her one. I'm like, oh, dude, freaking Darth and his freaking power move, dude. <laughs> I know. That was so disrespectful. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, dude, how crazy is uh, episode six going to be? Well, anyway, let me quickly get into my actual que- yeah. question because I knew we were going <laughs> to kind of talk about like kind of like the crazy stuff that did happen over the last three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. But the question is actually a little bit more of a lighthearted one because, Mm. you know, in recent weeks 
on our main show, we've been talking about how a lot of the movies that we've covered have had a lot of nostalgia and we've talked about a lot of different callbacks. And so my question for the TV topic is, what was your favorite callback in the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, shoot. Oh, I know what it is already. Dang it. I want to get the line right, but you might have to help me. It's... Um... It's the part when Darth Vader's like, did you come here to kill me? And then Obi-Wan's like, I'll do what I must. And then he like lights up his lightsaber just like in um, episode three. Then uh-huh. Darth Vader's like, and then you will die. And then, just, I mean, it's it's more, I feel like it's probably more epic because it's with the Darth Vader voice. Voice, yeah, dude. <laughs> Instead of the... Uh... Uh, if you're not with me, <laughs> then you're my enemy. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, I just remember when like, he's also not facing him in episode yeah. three, but this time they're actually like facing towards each other, yeah. which I felt was a little bit more appropriate. <laughs> so I, I love that callback just because I love that whole sequence in episode three. Damn. I want to watch the prequels now, man. <laughs> yeah, especially that mo- after watching the the recap montage. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I think I'm all in on Star Wars right now. Uh, quickly <laughs> to answer my own question, what was my favorite callback in the finale? Uh, two words. Hello there. <laughs> he finally did it. He did it. <laughs> I feel like Deborah Chow. And Ewan McGregor was, they were totally trolling us in episode three of the series. Uh, and uh, when Leia was introducing his quote unquote father uh, to, I forget the uh, who that random character was. And then he was like, hello. And then I was like, oh, oh, dang. He didn't say it was missed opportunity because I knew that I, I just now looking back on it, it's like they knew that they were going to save it for the very end uh, when he gets introduced to young Luke officially. Yeah. I think that was an appropriate place to put it though. It's like, oh you know, he was in a more lighter place. Yeah. Uh, and he's just, it's, it, it felt very natural for him to say it at that moment. <laughs> so I'm glad that they saved it. Yeah, I know. He didn't look as haggard uh, like he did in the, uh, in the earlier episodes, uh, but yeah, he looked, he looked fresher you know, like he, he felt like he just got like, uh, I guess, I don't know, a little bit of a trim on his hair, but not, like it still was pretty long, but it was just so that his hair looked a little bit, a little bit healthier. He got a trim of the beard and everything. Yeah. Um, he was yeah. a little bit more presentable. Yeah. When he was fighting Grievous, he was a bit cocky, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> after now or, he's cocky after beating Darth Vader <laughs> or, or, or even in uh, a new hope when, uh, uh who was he saying he was saying it to um, r2d2 wasn't he it's like, yeah I hello think so. there yeah <laughs> that's where it comes from oh my god that was so good oh by the way since we're talking about callbacks what did you think of the uh the cameo that we obviously that they were hinting at the whole time with with liam neeson i knew we knew it was coming i'm a i'm a little disappointed that we didn't like get a full-on conversation yeah. It was just like, hurry up, man. You have one way to go. <laughs> yeah. Rub your chest. <laughs> Batman Begins reference, guys. 
Oh man, it, it was a little bit disappointing, but I'm not. I'm not like super disappointed. I kind of yeah. just wish it was like, like a full on speech from Liam Neeson. But I'll get what I can take. Hey, speaking of disappointment, uh, I feel like this callback was totally missing. It was when Darth Vader had um, what do you call it when he had Obi Wan on, on on the rocks. Basically, he like literally was th- throwing a bunch of rocks and he was buried in the hole. I was expecting. A, I have the higher ground. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the high ground now, Obi-Wan? <laughs> and I was expecting Obi-Wan to say, you underestimate my power. Because oh, they, they literally had that um, very low shot of Darth Damn. Vader looking down at Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be a little bit too much. But <laughs> I have the higher ground, Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, that's oh, too good. But uh, any other last uh, last minute thoughts on Obi Wan Kenobi before we uh, wrap up this season of TV? You know, uh, I remember we were talking about the Riva storyline. Yeah, I'm actually glad that it was a she wanted to defeat Darth Vader. Instead of uh, Obi Wan, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool, and I'm I, I was right, man. I called it. I'm like Darth Vader's gonna freaking kill. Her. Like, well, she didn't die, but yeah. I'm glad that they had a a, a duel together because mm-hmm. I was like, dude, Darth Vader's gonna whoop her. Yeah, <laughs> so, dude, <laughs> it was good. That was a good fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. Uh, I guess a nitpick of mine was I'm still. Maybe it's because I probably just need to rewatch it again. I I, I kind of watched the like these last couple episodes pretty fast. I still don't know how she got the connection of Obi Wan, Owen, Lars, the boy, and if she even connected that to Darth slash Anakin. Yeah. I don't know how she jumped the conclusion and how. Again, a quick nitpick of episode six in these six episode arcs. I felt like uh, they quickly just jump right at the end of episode five into episode six. And she was like looking for this boy uh, based off of a very broken message of uh, Bail Organa. And then I don't know, like Tatooine's a big place, man. Like she went back to the same town. Mm hmm. It was a very quick leap, and and the fact that Obi Wan went from this epic uh, showdown with Darth, and it's like, oh shoot, I gotta go. I forgot because remember they hinted it at the end, right at the end of Episode Five. It's like, oh shoot, I gotta go now to Tatooine look over the other uh, the other offspring. So I don't know. Again, uh, I felt like that's a, a, a nitpick of mine for Episode Five and Six, where everything again felt a little rushed terms of like i don't know yeah i agree um yeah the, these episodes even though the, like the runtime says it's long it's always like the credits are like one third of the runtime i know it's, it's like an like a 20 minute uh end credits i was like what <laughs> yeah so it's a little misleading but um yeah i i agree i agree with you i have those same nitpicks very quickly, how would you rank uh, Mando 1, Mando 2, uh, Book of Boba Fett, and Obi-Wan? Uh, let's see. Book of Boba Fett at the bottom. 
Yeah. Uh, Hot take. Not I'd man. I think. And then, shoot. I I still really like Mando overall. Shoot mm-hmm. though, but these last two episodes of Obi Wan really <sighs> helped it a lot. Yeah, I brought, know. Closed the gap a lot. I think I would still go Book of Boba Fett at the bottom. Obi Wan, Mando season one, Mando season two. I think so. I season two over top. Mando one. I think so. Ooh. From what I remember. Okay. I think I probably need to rewatch Mando. I think I need to watch Mando. It's been a while. Uh, but easily, I was going to, I have to mention this, Obi-Wan's finale has been one of the best Disney Plus finales in a while. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think since Mando episode, uh, I'm sorry, season two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's been a while. Uh, I feel like that's where Star Wars actually gets uh, gets on Marvel. I think for me, I would probably go from top to bottom. I'd probably go, oh, man, I forgot about how good Mando 2 was. Shoot. I don't know if this is going to be controversial or anything like that, but uh, shoot, man, do I have Obi-Wan? I don't want it to be a victim of recency bias. You know what? Okay, you know what? I'm settled. Mando one at the top. At the top. Mm. I want to say Mando two still, uh, just because I I completely forgot about uh, the Luke hallway scene <laughs> shoot, <laughs> the fact that they actually did it, uh, and then Obi Wan. But it's so close. I feel like it's one A, one B, one C, and then you get like number. <laughs> four like yeah. <laughs> all the way down there is boba fett even though there were some really good mando episodes in there sprinkled in there in the middle yeah it just feels like mando is like it's one thing like you have to combine one and two i don't know it's it's hard for me oh man you know what you may be right though i i i you know what i think i've because i've only seen mando season two once i think i need to rewatch that yeah, same, same. But freaking Darth Vader does a lot of the heavy lifting for me in Obi-Wan. Oh, my God. Yeah, Hayden Christensen did his thing. I think he's redeemed himself. I think uh, I might like Attack of the Clones the best now. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I don't know about that, though. I'm just joking. I mean, when we actually got to see him in uh, as young, younger Anakin, I'm like, oh, okay, he's he's actually emoting a little bit more, right? He's like... <laughs> yeah. And he's not just complaining. Oh, my God. It, it was pretty cool seeing them slightly de-age in episode five, by the way. Just quickly want to mention that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, what do we have going on uh, for next weekend on the main show? Well, this coming Monday on the main show, uh, check out the movie that inspired the hottest toy back in 1995 in the Pixar Toy Story universe. And as they mentioned, this is that movie because, Jeremy, we are watching Lightyear, uh, which just recently came out. It's currently out in theaters. It's uh, I don't know. I, I didn't realize that this was that movie until you previewed it on last week's show. I, I didn't realize that that was a premise. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. when, when me and my it. brother were watching this movie and they and then we watched you know, we watch the movie. They're like, it's coming out. This movie comes out in uni- in the Toy Story universe in 1995. I'm like, 
dang, they had some really good computer graphics in, in their <laughs> version of 1995. <laughs> I know. I know. They should have they just made it in 480p. <laughs> oh, no, maybe 360p. <laughs> it's like the, the, the movie looks more real than the people in that universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, man. But, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing basically what you think about the movie because i knew i know that when you were growing up you were a huge buzz lightyear fan uh and a huge toy story fan in general uh when you were growing up yeah those were always my go-to like i i I liked woody but buzz has always been my number one Mm. from and toy story has always been my favorite especially two just because one a little bit janky the animation sometimes uh Two is a little bit more refined, <laughs> and Buzz is not as dumb. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? For me, I mean, I was already a grown-up. Well, not really a grown-up. I was in high school when the original Toy Story came out. Uh, but I recently did a Toy Story rewatch. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of jump back into that Pixar universe. It was pretty cool. Nice, man. Yeah. So, guys, if you want to stay up to date with everything whether it be the newsreel or the weekly reel uh you can follow us at weekly reel on instagram twitter or facebook or if you want to check us out on tiktok it's going to be at weekly reel pod all right guys we'll see you guys next week for more movie and tv news and if you want to check us out on monday we're going to be talking about Lightyear. so we'll see you then on the reel (laughs) 